Good afternoon, Patriots. Thank you so much for tuning in to this live broadcast. As you notice, I am not driving. I'm actually sitting in a beautiful place here in the beautiful, amazing state of Florida. I uh, love this state. Uh, a lot of freedom here. A lot of good Patriots out here. Uh, we're, we're looking forward to a couple good meetings in the next couple of days uh, down here. And uh, just want to welcome you. Welcome Remnant Warriors. Welcome Gideon's 300 to this broadcast. Thank you so much. Hopefully it'll work. Uh, I'm going to try to continue to do lives that, uh, today and tomorrow. Uh, but I want to talk to you about a couple things. Of course, you can kind of put some pieces together why I might be in the sunshine state. Uh, but one of the things that I want to talk about, I have yet to really discuss uh, because I kind of wanted to get a little more information. If you recall, when I was at Mar-a-Lago last, um, I met with uh, Congressman Matt Gates. It wasn't really a meeting. We just kind of hung out for a few minutes. Uh, but, you know, took a picture with him. Really nice guy. Uh, appreciate the stance that he's taken in support of President Trump. I, you know, he's, he's a real patriot in Congress, guys. And, uh, and so then what happened was we saw um, recently a hit piece from the New York Times and it kind of reminds me of what happened during the entirety of the Trump administration. If you recall, was it Friday nights? They would usually come out with a hit piece from either uh, BuzzFeed or New York Times or uh, one of the liberal outlets, Washington Post. And so, you know, when you look at the Republican Party and you look at all stars in the party, of course, there's uh, Matt DeSantis, the governor down here. Um, there's Christy Nome. Um, there's uh, General Flynn. Um, and then, and then there's, uh, Matt Gates, you know, and, uh, he's an all-star. Now, I don't think necessarily that he would be a presidential candidate, especially in 2024, maybe in the future, but I think he definitely could be somebody that they could tap for a VP or, uh, you know, a cabinet position, uh, you know, and so anyway, he's out there, he's very vocal. And, uh, so it wasn't surprising to me that the New York times did a hit piece on him. And then subsequently we've been seeing in the news cycle, and I have to tell you guys, it does. it's a little disheartening to me because when somebody's attacked on the left, one thing you do notice is they usually circle the wagons. Now, on the right, when somebody gets attacked, oftentimes everybody's kind of hands off and kind of you know, waits and sees how, you know, how it's all going to play out. And, you know, I, I can't even imagine what it's like to be in that type of, of public firestorm, if you will. Um, I, I can only imagine the, the level and intensity of the stress and... Um, you know, it just, it, to me, it's a little odd that, uh, they would target Matt Getz, who happens to be, uh, somebody who's a real staunch supporter of, excuse me, there's a little bug over here <laughs> of, uh, of president Trump. And, uh, and so, you know, if you guys recall, they've really kind of gone down the list of all the people that have been staunch allies of president Trump. If you think about it, even, you know, all the way since like before 2016 till now, think of all the people that the, uh, the deep state, the Democrat Party have targeted and um, really gone after. And it's a whole machine because they have the media, you know, the, the media is in the tank for them. And so once whoever wants to drop the initial story and the hit piece, and then it kind of just goes from there. Um, I will tell you, I don't have full, um, you know, uh, clarity on what the, the entirety of the situation is with Matt Getz, but... I, I do believe it's a hit piece attack. I saw President Trump came out yesterday and mentioned in a statement that he is defending, uh, you know, that, that Matt Getz is denying, in other words, uh, the accusations. Uh, Roger Stone has also said that it's a hit, hit um, you know, assignment on him, that it's not true. Uh, Roger, of course, familiar with his own attack during the Mueller probe, uh, where they actually raided that 
poor guy's house. And his wife, by the way, and not a lot of people know this, but Roger Stone's wife was also attacked outside of their home in Florida. So he's been through a lot. Uh, of course, General Flynn's been through a lot. And now Matt Getz is, uh, you know, the new target, it seems. And so we're, we're just going to pray for him that uh, whatever accusations, what I always tell people, especially if I'm counseling somebody or uh, ministering to somebody and they're under attack. First of all, we know that Satan is the accuser of the brethren. Now, I'm not saying I don't know Matt's uh, story when it comes to his faith journey and, and that. Uh, but I will say that, you know, Satan is the accuser. And, uh, you know, if something is an accusation, oftentimes, uh, in fact, most of the time, uh, and people have tried to accuse me over the years. I'm sure you've gotten accused of something, right? Uh, and, and I'll tell you, if, if it's not true, what happens is it falls to the ground. Uh, you know, that's what I always tell people is that if it's an accusation, just stand strong, you know, uh, deny it, speak out against it, do what you feel led to do. If the Lord gives you strategy and wisdom as you're walking through that, but in the end, oftentimes when there is an accusation and it's not real, uh, it'll fall to the ground and nothing will happen with it because there's no substance. There's no facts behind it. And so uh, we'll have to see how this plays out with Matt Getz. Um, but I, I will tell you that um, I'm leaning towards believing at this point that the, there's more to this story. And it seems to be a hit job uh, from the left, which uh, that's where I'm leaning right now as I've waited to really come out and say anything, but that's that's where I'm leaning, um, and I noticed that President Trump is leaning that direction as well. So we'll have to continue to wait and see how it all develops, uh, but that's just my thought process on that. Uh, the second thing I want to talk about today is, well, you know, obviously Joe Biden came out and did these executive actions against, uh, you know, our freedom, our Second Amendment, uh, the right to bear arms, and, you know, if you read the Second Amendment, it says uh, that, you know, without being infringed upon. So, what, what Joe Biden did was an infringement. It's an infringement on our Second Amendment right and our right to bear arms. And so that is upsetting. Um, you know, we, we knew that he would try to push something like this. And I just have to say, guys, I mean, look, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but just looking at the raw data and the facts, isn't it kind of odd that when a Democrat gets into power, all of a sudden there's way more of these mass shooting events? Why is that? And, and it's just so odd. I mean, why is it that every time one of these cabalist, global, globalist uh, people get into position, for instance, Barack Hussein Obama or Joe Biden or whatever, you know, whenever these people are in position, it seems that there's more mass shootings. And, oh, wouldn't you know, right there waiting is some uh, gun legislation that they want to pass. You know, it's amazing. Who put that big bill together? You know, it wasn't Joe Biden, I'll tell you that. So anyways, uh, he didn't get what he wanted. Um, they're still trying to push something in the House and the Senate uh, that would be far more uh, reaching when it comes to gun legislation. Uh, they, they, they would love to take away. Pres President Trump has been proven right on pretty much everything he said. I mean, think about it. I just heard yesterday they're talking now about making um, D.C. a state. Oh, my gosh. President Trump talked about that. Uh, there's talk about packing the court. Wow, President Trump talked about that. Um, the taxes are being raised. Corporate taxes are being raised substantially. Uh, oh, President Trump talked about that. So a lot of the stuff that, uh, that, that, that President Trump has, has warned, we're now seeing happening. And um, I think that uh, many people, and some people you know, are just now waking up. We've been talking about that. You know, I know you guys, Remnant Warriors, you've been awake. And so to you, you know, we're all like, what's, you know, when's this going to happen? When's something going to happen 
you know, we can't believe all the fraud and all the different things that happen. And it's just unbelievable. Nothing's going on. And, you know, it seems like all of our uh, institutions have failed us. And, and I get it because I, I, I uh, share that sentiment with you. But remember, there's a lot of people right now that are just waking up. And it may be the tax situation that wakes them up. It may be the situation at the border as they're watching uh, the difference in reporting uh, from the Trump administration to this uh, Biden quote unquote administration. They're watching the sex trafficking of these kids and a major spike. You know, just as many people have said that none of this is conspiracy. You know, uh, just speak to an ICE officer. Speak to somebody that works for Homeland Security. Speak to somebody that works down at the border. They'll tell you. Um, These officers, by the way, I've had friends that have been going down there. And these officers say that these poor people, these border enforcement agents, you got to pray for these people, ladies and gentlemen. They are under tremendous pressure and stress. Um, They've apprehended upward of like 140,000 migrants. But but there's been over a million, over a million since Joe Biden. Can you imagine the numbers, the sheer numbers? We should be seeing reporting that that is real investigative journal. First of all, the, the media should be allowed down there. How ridiculous is this that in America, we're not communist country, at least not yet. Why is it that our media is not allowed down there to take pictures of what's going on? When you think at just the sheer numbers, I mean, I heard somebody say a million, a million, a million people. Do you know how many people is a million people? Listen, have you ever been to like Disney World on a, on a really busy day? There's not even a million people there. And, that, and you, ever, you see just people everywhere you look. Imagine a million people coming over our border. And, and that's a real figure, according to uh, these, these people down at the border. They're, and they've apprehended upward of 140,000 people. This is, this is game changing. And what they don't tell you, and again, there's no transparency. So the, the, you know, the citizen journalists aren't allowed down there. People like me, we're not allowed down there. The, you know, the, the media, the quote-unquote mainstream media, the corporate media, they're, they're just basically taking their talking points from the Biden administration. They're literally getting pictures handed to them, uh, like official pictures. You know who does that? North Korea, China, <laughs> communist countries do that, where they give official pictures because the, the media is not allowed to, to really take pictures of what's actually going on. Can you imagine this stuff, guys? So I wanted to talk to you about that. Uh, I'm going to shift gears uh, for a minute here. I put up a post today about a church that's in Western Canada. It's in the Alberta Providence, um, Pastor Coates. And, uh, and, the, and the church, um, um, you know, we, we posted about it. It's like, it's like Grace, uh, gosh, now I can't think of it. I think it's Grace Life or something like that. But I, I put a big post about it today. And uh, very, very disturbing. Now, this pastor has been defying the health regulators, the communists, the Gestapo, if you will, kind of like that video that we saw that went viral uh, up there in, in Canada also from the other day. Uh, but this church and this pastor, they, they met on Resurrection Day and they had services. And apparently, uh, you know, it, it was in violation of, of the local ordinances in that Alberta area. And uh, what they did was they literally got the Canadian uh, police to come and seal off the church, you know, making like a perimeter around this church with a with a fence, and uh, and and I'll tell you, yeah, Grace Life Church. Thank you, Trina. Um, anyway, so yes, thank you, Diane. Yes, hey, Diane. Blessings. Um, so, anyways, that that is a very upsetting thing that I think we need to talk about 
the video coming out of that Grace Life Church, and there's a couple of citizen journalists there that are doing uh, reporting from up there. And I, from what the, the um, I guess the rumor or what people are saying is, is that Sunday, uh, some of the congregants are going to do some type of, you know, either attempt to take the uh, barricades down or, uh, you know, maybe hold services somewhere close to there. I'm not really sure what they're going to do exactly, but uh, we have to be praying. These are our brothers and sisters. I can't even imagine. Can you imagine this? And by the way, Canada is a Western country. It's where we share borders. Of course, our northern border. If we see something happening there, and we know that the Biden administration and, uh, and, and you know, the, the government in, in Canada are very similar, to be quite honest with you. Uh, Trudeau and Biden are similar beliefs, you know, if you will. They're, they're both leftists, and uh, Canada has been infiltrated. I have a lot of uh, viewers and listeners that, that write us from Canada, and they tell us. And I also have friends and ministers up there. And, uh, you know, I've done some traveling in Canada over the years. I love Canada. And by the way, Canada was, was also a, a, a Christian nation. I mean, you know, it's basically the Church of England. Um, I believe it's the queen that's uh, the head of the church. And, uh, and Canada, uh, you know, so Canada is also, it's a little different history than ours, obviously, with some French influence and British influence and whatnot. But, you know, they, they, um, you know they, they're supposed to be a Christian nation. Not, again, America has an amazing constitution. Uh, America is, I always say, we are very blessed people to be Americans. Most of uh, the listeners and the remnant warriors are Americans. And there are remnant warriors around the world that write. I get some remnant warriors from Australia. God bless you. Uh, love Australia. You know, some from the UK, some people in Europe and uh, all around the world. But, but primarily our audience is in the United States. And I will tell you, friends, when we see what's happening in Canada, right there on our northern border, and we think about the fact that the Canadian Mountain Police, I think it's called, uh, are literally... Um, surrounding a church facility simply for holding service and, and putting this pastor in jail. My goodness, what, what kind of world are we in right now? Um, it's, it's really, it's almost like every day we see a story somewhat like this. And um, I think that as Christians, we need to be interceding. You know, I, I would imp implore someone like a Franklin Graham or uh, somebody that has that level of stature and clout Look, if I could do it, I honestly would. I would love to go up there and, and literally make a stand for that pastor because I, this is the kind of stuff we're going to have to start doing, friends. And, you know, maybe we'll cross that bridge when it comes. I think it's going to come sooner than later. I hate to say it. Um, but I think, you know, as these things, and if we ever see anything like this, I, you know, I'm actually going to be visiting, I think Sunday maybe, uh, with my friend who's a pastor out here in Florida. And he actually was thrown in jail. He was the first... Uh, pastor to be thrown in jail during the coronavirus. And yeah, many of you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Rodney Howard Brown. But, um, you know, that did happen in America. And I remember we were actually texting the night before of the incident. And he was telling me, Todd, there's literally helicopters around my house. Now, this was during the coronavirus, of course, in the initial stages of the lockdown. And they decided they didn't want to lock down. Now, as a result, the Lord has used it. He's turned around what was meant for evil, turned around for good. And they've been having services there, I think, um, for up to, uh, what is it, like uh, 200 and something days, almost a full year now that they've been having these uh, amazing services. So anyway, uh, I, I, I digress. But what I want to say is, is that I think it's troubling, extremely troubling to see what is happening in Canada. And I don't think, saints, that we're that far away from that. I hate to say this. And I don't want to speak death, but I just, you know, 
from what I'm observing from the vantage point of the Religious Liberty Coalition and hearing the pastors that are calling us, uh, and by the way, you can always reach out to me if you're under spiritual attack, uh, if you're under uh, attack from, from a local you know, municipality or a state uh, or government official that's practicing overreach and tyrannical practices, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you and see how we can partner with you in pushing back. That's one of the things that we're very uh, uh, poised to do, especially in this season. So I just want you to know, and there are several churches that we're already in communication with. One of the churches that we've been in communication with is now up to, I think it's, I want to say, I don't want to quote wrong, but I want to say they're almost up to a million dollars in fines. Uh, and this is out in California. Uh, this is a church that, um, that hasn't been, uh, um, you know, closed. They've just been open. So Anyway, scary stuff, guys. What else do I want to tell you? Um, oh, here's another thing that I just want you to think about. Um, I want you to think about this. Uh, and by the way, this is crazy. <laughs> the, the Facebook, so I found this out. Um, you know, they really suppress our views on this channel. I'm not allowed to advertise on this channel. In other words, I can't do any type of ads on Facebook. Um, I can't do anything that a normal, you know, influencer that they weren't um, necessarily targeting or censoring you know, I used to be able to do like all these things on Facebook. Now I'm very limited. In fact, I can't, sometimes I can't even comment on my own page. And uh, some people have been telling me that they can't comment on the page also, but they also suppress the views. And so I really believe there's way more people that are viewing our conversations. And I don't say that from a place of pride or anything, but I just tell you, when I travel and go different places, people come up and they say, we watch your video. And I think to myself, but it, it only says that I have like 2000 views or three, how can that be? And, and people, when we go to certain things, they say we watch and whatnot. And that's a blessing, by the way, and very humbling, very extremely humbling. And I thank the Lord because, honestly, we're in this together. This is just, we have these remnant conversations, and I appreciate you guys more than you know. You, honestly, my wife and I, my gosh, we pray, and we're so thankful to God for you. You are amazing, powerful people, and I'll tell you, you, you just bless me. Uh, but 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 I just I just want to say that, I you know, I think Facebook and... Because they don't want us knowing. Listen, we, we were driving today. I saw so many Trump flags down here in Florida that are still up. And I think to myself, there's just no way this guy lost. You know what I'm saying, guys? There's no way. And I think you know that and I know that and everybody kind of knows that. And that's why they try to suppress uh, videos and, and people that are talking about it because they don't want that type of conversation. Um, so two more things uh, that I want to talk about. One is states' rights. Uh, states' rights are probably going to become a more important issue. You see some of the governors standing up. And I just want to talk about the Constitution for a minute. You know, I was talking to a uh, constitutional professor, a professor that teaches history and, and specializes in the Constitution. And he was explaining some things, which I kind of knew, but I just kind of brushed up and, you know, my memory on. But the United States and, and the way that the Union was put together is, is that the, 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 the federal government is really meant to stay out of local, um, you know, government. In other words, you know, local government should be making the rules for the local, you know, area. And that's the way our country was kind of put together. Now, the states have their own rights and their own constitution. And governors actually have a lot of power. Um, and, and, and what it is, is, is that they brought these states together and, and they did it in, in what's really called a federation or a union. So the United States and with a, I'm not talking about the name United States. I'm talking about states that were united with a small lowercase U United States. And, and federal government is really meant to stay out of our business 
Um, just like the separation of church and state, by the way, that was a letter to the Danbury Baptist Church where they were literally saying, you know, we're going to stay out of your business as the government, not the opposite. The church is meant to stay out of the government. But people have, you know, totally flipped these around and, and propagandized it. And now a lot of young people think separation of church and state. I don't want to hear a pastor saying anything about government. I don't want a pastor saying anything about the law or, or you know, just completely stay out of that because pastors are only meant to preach and that's it. And then meanwhile, we see uh, all this, you know, e evil stuff that's happening, right? Evil stuff in our country. And yet we're not supposed to say anything about it, right? We're not supposed to say anything about any of this stuff. Well, I refuse to be one of those people, as you guys know, and uh, I know many of you refuse to do that as well. Uh, but I just want to say, you know, the states have a lot of authority. That's what my point is here. And as we have some of these executive orders, now, I mentioned the Second Amendment earlier. The Second Amendment, our right to bear arms shall not be infringed upon. So when you think about what just happened today with, what is it, five or six executive orders that Biden is trying to push through with regard to gun control, that's infringement. That goes against what the Constitution and the Second Amendment says. <laughs> How crazy is that, right? So, um, so these people are literally going against our Constitution. They're going against, um, you know, the, the founders' intention for our nation. And I, I just want to kind of put this in your mind to think about, because I've been thinking about this. Now, we're believing, okay, we're believing. And I will tell you, every day... More and more information comes that I, that I just think, you know what, I'm so thankful that we've stood and I'm so thankful that this audience and this group of remnant believers are standing and praying and contending and, stand, and, and standing in the gap for our nation and not giving up because we cannot give up, friends. And we cannot grow weary in doing good and we cannot feel like we're defeated. We are not defeated. I say that every day. There's a lot of people hanging their heads really low. There's a lot of people that feel, you know, are going around acting as if they're defeated. I want to tell you and assure you, we are not defeated. In fact, we're in a very interesting time right now. Every day, there was just a law, um, some legislation that went through in uh, uh, Pennsylvania today uh, where a bunch of uh, dead people that were on the voter rolls, uh, I guess, were, were forced off. And they're cleaning up their voter rolls up there. Uh, there's different uh, things going on in Georgia. I went through Georgia. Uh, there's different things going on, you know, in different states. So we have Arizona that's still an active situation. Keep praying for Arizona. Uh, keep praying for these forensic, forensic audits and these different things. There's so much warfare. Can't even tell you what these people have tried. They have tried everything they can to stop these machines from being looked at, to stop these ballots from being looked at. I mean, my goodness, if you want to see some people go crazy, I will tell you, these people have literally been going crazy about this uh, situation in Arizona. What are they so afraid of? And what are they so upset about in Georgia, by the way, uh, with regard to the fact that in Georgia, um, they're saying, uh, you know, that they, they passed these, these voter ID laws. Oh my goodness, it's, you know, uh, it's so, uh, it's suppressing votes of different people. I mean, just nonsense, nonsense. And we've been talking about that a lot, so I'm not gonna beat a dead horse on that one. But back to the state situation, think about where you live, because I want you to think about this. Now, I believe that we're going to see some positive things in the next couple months. It may, it may still take some time. Uh, we're, we're still in the middle of a very troubling season, and uh, I'm not going to deny that. And I also have always told you that I'm not going to give you false hope. And uh, I'm not going to, you know, we, we're in this for a long-term relationship, not a short-term. So I'm not going to give you clickbait and a bunch of nonsense that some people might be saying and, Things that I really don't know about that I would just be making up, I, that's, that's stupid. I'm not going to do that. 
But I do have sincere hope that I think some things are happening right now that are positive, that, that they don't want us to know about. Uh, when it comes to election integrity, when it comes to still looking back at what happened in 2020, I think there's still something to that. And uh, I'm not going to relent on it, friends. We are going to continue to fight. We're going to continue to stand. And, and look, we all know what happened. And they can censor us. They can take down my page. But we all know what happened. And, uh, and I just, I have to believe, and I've, I've been in ministry for 20-something years. I'll tell you, what I've noticed is, is that what's been done in darkness is brought to the light. Just as the Word of God says. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time. Not on our time. It's on God's time. But, but I, I have to believe that when people do things that are illegal, when they do things that are fraudulent, just look at, look at it. You know, sometimes they, they get away with it for a while. You know, they get away with it for a while and people think, wow, you know, they got away with it. You know, and, and the people start getting depressed and, you know, all this different stuff. But just think about this, friends. How many times in life have you known? I mean, I, I'm just thinking about like growing up and stuff, you know, and how many times did somebody do something? You knew they did it, but they kind of seemed like they got away with it. Remember that? Like they kind of seemed like they got away with it. And sometimes it's like a couple of years. Now, we're praying it's not going to be that. But sometimes it's like a couple of years. And, and, and you think, wow, this person really has, they did get away with it. Well, first of all, God sees everything. So they never really get away with it anyways. And every single person is going to have to stand before the throne and answer to God. Okay. So we know that. But, but think about how many times in life when it looked one way and then all of a sudden something happened. Right. And so I'm still believing that. Um, I, I tell you, in my life, it's like every single time that, that I thought I was done or defeated or, you know, I always talk about valleys and mountaintop experiences. You know, I've had some valley experiences, some low seasons, and then I've had, you know, mountaintop experiences. And that's what life is. It's a journey of highs and lows. But, but God always wins. And I just want to encourage you on that because that's how I still feel. There's a lot of doom and gloomers out there, and I'm just not there. And, you know, I'll tell you guys, and trust me, this stuff that's going on in Canada, that's like end time stuff. You know, some of this stuff that we're seeing right now, vaccine passports, on, that's end time stuff, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. It is definitely reminiscent of the book of Revelation, even though I'm, I'm not saying we're quite there yet. And you guys have heard my commentary on that, I think, many of you. Uh, but, 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 you know, this is all unprecedented crazy stuff, but I still believe, I still believe that we are going to see uh, something happen here. And, uh, and so don't lose hope. And I know, yes, there's certain instances sometimes where it seems like somebody got away with it. And sometimes they do. And if that's God's will, you know, we're going to praise him anyways. We are going to praise him anyways. And we're going to serve him anyways. And we're going to still be walking in victory. But I just still believe, I don't know, I still believe, friends, that, that this whole story is not done. But that being said, okay, and we're going we're to just put that on the shelf for a minute. Because I wanted to make sure you know where I stand when it comes to that, right? But here's the other thing. Here's the other thing, okay? Just start thinking about this. Because it's something that I kind of notice more and more. And I think you might notice it as well. But if the federal government gets more and more tyrannical here in the United States, right, and continues to implement un unconstitutional uh, executive orders, executive actions, or even with Congress, you know, they ram something through, and it's against our Constitution, but it's a federal policy, whatnot. Now, it'll be harder if it actually goes through both the, the House and the Senate, because that's a little bit different. But I, mainly, I'm talking about the executive actions. But I will tell you, I'm also talking about anything that's against our Constitution. The states... Like I said, states' rights. State governors have a lot of say-so. They have a lot of authority. They can do an executive action in their state. They can push back. The, legis the state legislators, this is the way our Constitution was written. The state legislators can push back and actually kind of um, 
create an environment of almost like a sanctuary state for one of these uh, tyrannical, unconstitutional um, you know, mandates from the federal government. Another thing, of course, they can do is sue. And, uh, you know, obviously the lawsuits keep even the Biden administration, you know, in court. And uh, hopefully the judges would uh, stick with the Constitution. That's what they're supposed to do. And if they did that, then uh, we could also win in court. Uh, but, you know, I'm just saying, I think where you live is going to be a big deal in the next couple of years. I'm just saying that. I think, um, and, and I would say this, I know some people are, are dug in where you live. And, uh, and I get it. You know, listen, I was in California for 30 plus years. Uh, totally, totally get it. And, uh, you know, sometimes God's called you to be there and he's not calling you to leave. And you're part of the 300 where you live and standing and totally get that. So please don't um, take it wrong what I'm saying. But just a matter of prayer. There's some people, some people, maybe you're a young family. Maybe uh, you've been praying about this and you needed some type of confirmation. And I just want to say from somebody who analyzes, talks to a lot of officials, understands, you know, in many aspects how the law works and kind of sees like some of the things that we're headed into right now. I would just say something to think about is, is, is where you live or even, you know, if you're able to have a second rental property, maybe in one of the free states, you know, because you got to remember in American history, you know, especially when we had the Civil War. Now, am I saying we're going towards Civil War? I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is obviously everybody can see it's gotten a little bit more tense and there's definitely at least talk and murmurs of this from time to time. And what I'm noticing is just what state you live in is really determinative, especially, I mean, during this pandemic, I've traveled, I think, 23 states during the pandemic and every state that I was in was different as far as how they went through the pandemic. Sometimes I felt almost like it was normal. Other times I'd be in a state I felt like I was in communist China. You know, so it really was a big difference where I was. And I think that's something that we just need to kind of keep in our mind um, as we think about red states versus blue states in our nation. And the fact that these governors, if they every Republican governor should have come out right now against these vaccine passports. It's ridiculous and ludicrous to think that they have it. Uh, several have, but many more should. And they shouldn't just do something to make a statement and not, not have any teeth. They need to do something that will not, it's not just saying the government's not going to mandate it. They, they also have to make sure the corporations are not mandating a vaccine passport. And this is what many corporations are trying to do. And I, I exposed in a recent article where there's three passports that are already done and ready to be rolled out. One of them involves all of the airlines. Um, another one involves, um, you know, uh, another company that, that can easily add additional functionalities on the back end. This is what I've been told from a CEO of a tech company uh, when it comes to so the and, and they might make a, a you know, universalize these three and other ones around the world. And, you know, everybody's talking about it. it's a huge thing. So we we have to really think about this where we live could be pretty determinative in the next few years. Um, just something to think about. Now, again, just like I say with churches, sometimes you're called to a specific church to be the difference, to be the change. And if God's called you there, don't just leave or yank your roots out because, you know, you want to go someplace where it's an easier job. No, if God's called you somewhere, then stick it out and do what he's called you to do. Same thing with the state. If you're someplace and it's a tough environment, but you know you're called to that territory, you have a specific anointing that has brought you to that territory, then by all means, stay there. But if you are feeling in your heart and you're asking the Lord for wisdom when it comes to a confirmation 
The Bible says in the mouth of two or more witnesses, my word should be established. Ask the Lord for a confirmation. Lord, am I meant to move our family? Are we meant to go to a place where it might be a safer place should things get worse? So that's what I would say on that. I know a lot of people that there's been more people that have migrated and moved in the, I think the last year. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty substantial spike. Uh, places like Texas, Florida, where I'm at right now, other states, um, you know, a lot of people are, are, are flooding to freer states. Now, we always pray that if they leave a communist state, that they don't take that same ideology and vote the same in the new state. Like, realize why you're leaving. There's a reason. <laughs> but for some reason, some people can't make that connection. Um, so anyway, these are just a couple of things I wanted to talk about today. But uh, be encouraged, friends. There's good things happening behind the scenes. Some things that I can't yet talk about. Somebody mentioned, I think, um, Frank's speech is going to be coming out in the next week or so. That's going to be a game changer. Um, we still have President Trump that's bringing forth uh, also another social media site uh, probably the next few months. Um, a lot of things on the horizon. Still some things being worked out with the 2020 election and looking into certain places. Uh, forensic audits, different things. Mike Lindell is coming out with more information. They're going to start disseminating information on Frank's speech, things that have been censored. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff coming down the pike. There's there's voter laws that are being changed by state legislators. Um, you know, we're, we're just going to keep going. We're just going to keep going and we're not going to stop. And, uh, and so I thank you for your prayers and everything that you guys do and uh, for being a part of this because this is a move of God. And by the way, this has nothing to do with me or my name. This is a greater move that God is doing. I'm so excited to see the pocket. I call it pockets of revival in our nation where God is moving and, and there's something happening. He says, behold, I do a new thing. You know, what is revival? It's new life. And I believe that the Lord is going to do that, but he needs the church to wake up. And many people are just now waking up. And it's all about a praying church, a church without spot nor wrinkle. Does that mean we're perfect? No, it doesn't. But it means that we're consecrated. Uh, we're willing to stand by and preach and live out the entirety of the word of God to the best of our ability. Um, and no man is perfect other than Jesus. He's fully man and fully God when he was on the earth. He's sitting on the throne of glory right now. But he's, he, he's God, but there's no perfect man. But we certainly can be repentant. We certainly can be doing our best to serve the Lord with our heart and, uh, and, and trusting him. And, um, and so anyway, I'm encouraged and uh, bless you guys. And thank you so much for tuning in to today's broadcast. Keep us in prayer. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, please keep Matt Getz in prayer. And let's just pray that uh, the accusations fall to the ground, that they're not true. Um, you know, I haven't said much about it, but that's, that's what I'm hearing right now is that it could very well be a major hit piece, uh, and there might not be uh, a lot of teeth to that. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there. But in the meantime, we are so busy and, uh, thank you for all your comments, by the way. And you guys, like I said, you're just amazing people. I, I just have to brag on you for a minute because I, I have to tell you, you, you give me hope. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I, when I go to different churches and preach and different things, I, I do see amazing people all over our country, amazing, spirit-filled, powerful people. But this particular audience, I just have to tell you, I love you guys. You are amazing people. You really are amazing people. So thank you. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm just going to answer one question. It's just, I just saw one come up here and somebody said, and I get this question every day, they, you know, what can the average person do? Uh, you know, we need to continue to gather, encourage and stand, do not allow the enemy an inch. And, and Rachel, I just want to tell you that is absolutely the case. The, the Bible says, do not forsake the assembling together, the brethren. We, we're meant to come together. We're meant to lay hands on the sick. 
where, you know, I believe God is in the miracle working business. He's still doing miracles, signs and wonders today. I, I, I can't ever deny that because I've seen it so many times in the ministry and it's real and it's true. And, um, and so, uh, and Trina, my friend Trina, you said we need an online church. Uh, you know, we're going to do that. Um, I have a couple of things pending and I, I try not to, um, make promises that I can't keep. And, uh, you know, we're actually working on getting that list up. I know people are asking about the remnant church list. It's become a bigger project than I realized it would be. Uh, but you know, the, the, the honest truth guys is, is that right now, um, I have my hands full with a couple of the other things that we've been talking about, um, that are really big projects. Um, and also defending certain things in our country. Um, and so we've been extremely active and busy. And so I promise you everything that we've talked about, we're gonna to get to, including, uh, I would love to do a Sunday service and I believe that we will uh, do the online service. Uh, and I, you know, more remnant leader calls. We've had two and they've been amazing. Um, I can't even tell you what awesome people came on those calls. You guys that joined, thank you. Um, so w listen, we're gonna, we're gonna continue doing this. We're not stopping. I'll tell you right now, we're not stopping until this nation is, 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 is back. You know what I'm saying. I mean, we have, it's high time, friends. High time that we stand. It's high time that, that America goes back to the principles of the word of God, that goes back to our first love, Jesus Christ, that pastors are not intimidated or afraid to speak the truth. We have to speak the truth. It's now or never. So we're not going anywhere. We're going to be here. I love you guys. Appreciate you. Parks, you're awesome. Thank you. Debbie, good to see you. Hallelujah. We can't ever take our eyes off the Lord. That's right. He is what matters. He's the author and the finisher of our story. Hallelujah. Love you guys. We'll talk tomorrow. God bless.